Hey, this is a dirty white boy. I want everybody to listen up. I'm live and in color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Live and in Color with Wolfie D and my man Jimmy across the street. Jimmy, today, I know you can probably hear the AC unit running because I'm sitting on my back porch under my gazebo just chilling. It's kind of nice out, and uh, you might hear a loud truck go by occasionally. That just happens around here. I'm also watching my I'm also watching my side yard, Jimmy, because something's really pissing me off, man. It's like almost every day. This is not a main road, but it's you know people travel this road, and they decide that I guess my yard is a convenient place to throw their fucking trash, and it really pisses oh, me off. Yeah, so I'm I'm actually thinking about getting a Wally Coyote sign and just standing there with it, like it's not your fucking trash can or some shit, you know? Yeah, or get a video camera, start taping motherfuckers and getting their license plates. Yeah, you're a listener and you throw your shit in people's yard. You're an asshole. Yeah, don't do that, guys, because you know (laughs) that's not cool, dude. I gotta pick that shit up. Yeah, man, I get hot. You know, we I live on, well, I call my road the Mooresville Raceway. And honestly, dude, because it's posted at 25. But man, I swear there's people going 50 through this road. And I get hot if I see a cigarette butt in my front yard, man. I, do. <laughs> I, I can't stand it, bro. So you're exactly right. Guys, if y'all don't are do letterers, don't do it, man. Seriously. Yeah. Just put it in your car and save it for home or, or, or go to you gas station. Next. Yeah, go to a gas station. I've done it many times where I've just rolled through a gas station, got out the car real quick, threw it in the trash can, and came on down the road. You know, that's just that's how it should be, man. And I, I don't know. The lawnmower guy, it's not his job to pick it up, so he just rolls over it. So then I'm left out there picking up shredded trash. So Yeah, like plastic shreds and <laughs> sig shreds are like the little cotton puffs, you know. It's just yeah. it's not cool. Man, it's just plain dirty. It is. Totally you, you like the way I just threw that up on a tee for you. <laughs> I loved it. Like as in the dirty white boy. Yes, sir, man. We got Tony Anthony today. I'm excited about that. Yeah, man, dude. I'm so stoked about this. You don't understand. This guy was the villain of my childhood. And I'm not talking like on TV because you had Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, whatever. But in my childhood, the most amount of wrestling I saw live, this guy was probably the lead bad guy at it. Anytime I went, he was there, dude. So I'm actually kind of got a little bit of butterflies on this one, bro. I'm I'm that stoked, (laughs) man. I'm really I'm man, I'm so happy you know all these guys. <laughs> <laughs> man, well, I, I try to bring on people that I know are cool and you know yeah. that I, I might have had a good time with. And you know, uh, Tony's definitely one of those guys, man, that has a pleasure to be in the ring with and a pleasure to be around. And it's been quite a while since I've talked to him, so I'm amped, I'm ready to go. Um, I think we should take a break at this point and get back and talk to the dirty white boy, Tony Anthony, after these messages. Hey, folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. 
And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. guys we are back and once again as promised as advertised card not subject to change today uh we got one of my favorite people in the whole world man one of the greatest wrestlers that i've ever been in the ring with tony anthony the dirty white boy what is going on oh not much how you doing today wolfie I'm doing pretty good, sir. I'm glad to have you on the phone. It's good to talk to you, man. It's been many, many years. Been forever. Been forever. (laughs) Me and you and uh, Dr. John Riches, we we rode somewhere together about 10 years ago. I think that was the last time we saw each other. I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah, We was headed up around uh, Johnson City or something like that in that area up there. Yeah. Yeah. What about old Dr. Tom? You seen him lately? Uh, well, no, um, actually, uh, we live in the same town, right? And I, I hardly ever talk to him, hardly ever seen, <laughs> but I got, uh, you know, buddies that live from across the country. I yeah. talk to them about once a week. Now yeah. you go figure, I don't know. <laughs> Something wrong with that picture. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> man uh tony let's talk about man because i don't know some of the answers to this and i wish man i don't know if you ever feel like this but you know we're when we're in the midst of our own shit and wrestling and doing our own stuff you don't really unless you're with somebody all the time riding with them you don't know everything about them and you're one of those people that i really wish i would have gotten to travel with you more so we would have got to know each other better other than just in the ring you know we we me and jamie yeah. wrestled you and tracy quite a few times and all that stuff but i wish i would have got to ride with you man what what got you into wrestling man what made you want to be a wrestler um i'd always wanted to be i grew up watching wrestling uh uh here in east tennessee uh ron wright whitey ron and don wright whitey caldwell les thatcher don and al green fabulous Mm -hmm. kangaroos uh um, all the fullers all these I, I grew up watching these guys, and I yeah. always wanted to be a professional wrestler. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, it, it was just something that, uh, you know, intrigued me. I, I'd watch it. Uh, I had my heroes and my or villains and all mm-hmm. that. And I just, it, it was just something that I felt that uh, deep down inside I wanted to do, and I always thought I could do it. Yeah. Well, it turns out you're pretty good at it. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I'm glad somebody thinks so. <laughs> so how old were you and who, who broke you in? Uh, I was uh, 
18, fixing to go on 19 when I broke in, uh, and Rick Connors, uh, mm-hmm. he's a local Knoxville, Knoxville guy. And mm-hmm. of course he'd been all over the place. Yeah. That big old ugly heads have done wore out three bodies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the toughest men I, I, I know, uh, really? in the world. Oh, good Lord. That man is just rugged. And, yeah. Uh, when he broke me in, uh, he tried to break me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he oh, really man. did. It was old school. Uh, you laid everything in, you got a forearm across the back. He, he you know, fire come at your butt about a foot, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he was just, just a double tough, rugged guy knew how to wrestle chain wrestle yeah. and yeah. all that. He used to go up to Carson Newman, uh, college and he would wrestle with the wrestling team. He'd work out with them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he knew how to hook the whole nine yards. And, uh, he was a man that started, uh, started me into it. And he's, uh, what started, I've got somewhat of a cauliflower ear. Uh-huh. And what started that was him. He hooked me one day and he said, you want to be a wrestler? And I'm sitting here grunting and trying to get air and everything. Yeah. Yeah. He said, well, you've got to be tough. And he reared back with his fist. Uh-huh. And I mean, you bam, right in the ear. And I was like, Ugh! but there was nothing I could do about it. He had me hooked and tied up and everything. <laughs> so, and he didn't hit me once or twice. I mean, he, he did about five or six times, right, right yeah. in the ear. And you're talking about something that's sort of a touch. <laughs> I, owe him, I owe him the start of it. <laughs> but that's the way those old timers were. I mean, yeah. uh, they didn't care. Uh, they respected the business. Right. And if you wanted to be a professional wrestler, you had to personally respect the business, respect yeah. uh, your fellow uh, wrestlers, or mm-hmm. you would get the crap beat out of you. Yeah. Uh, you, you, know, you wish- I, I, I didn't say one of those uh, bad words. I said crap. <laughs> we we love to use bad words on here. So. <laughs> I do anyway. I, the only time I made it through a whole episode without cussing was when I had uh, George South on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love George. He's great. Yeah, he is. I do too. And I just I told him I said just for you, man. I made it a, over an hour without cussing. He liked that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you get in and you you obviously the grapplers probably wasn't your first gimmick, but you and Lynn didn't were the grapplers. And, I, and man, I didn't even know that until like when I got in the business because you know magazines and stuff. You as as a kid, that's you know before cable and all that. I had magazines, man, and I used to love masked gimmicks. And the grapplers were, you know, something that I saw. They didn't really come to Memphis that much. So, uh, you guys, I, I liked the grapplers. I didn't even know it was you. Yeah, uh, I was wrestling. Uh, uh, that would have been, uh, been Portland territory, correct? Mid-South. No, 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 no. no. When me and Lenny got together, uh, it was in Bill Watts' territory. Oh, Mid-South, okay. got it, yeah. Yeah, it was Mid-South uh, with Bill Watts. Uh, matter of fact, I, uh, Rick Flair and Black Jack Mulligan had bought Knoxville, was wrestling mm-hmm. there. Uh, Jack uh, Mulligan, he got me a trip set up to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, man, and, I need to hear this. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, But... Uh, no, no, no. Let, let let me rephrase that a little bit. I was working yeah. for them. They uh, were going to shut the territory down here in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. They did that. Blackjack got me booked in uh, Charlotte mm. for the Crockett. 
Okay. I got me booked there. And then I was wrestling there, and Ole Anderson uh, was the uh, booker. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Ole, uh, that's one of the grouchiest, grumpiest old farts you ever laid your <laughs> eyes on. I, I mean, but for some reason, he took a liking to me and a shine to me. I'd play cards with him, and uh-huh. if I had a chance to beat him, I'd beat him. These other guys was afraid to beat him because they were afraid they'd get fired or something. Yeah. And being a greenhorn, I didn't have any more sense than to beat his ass. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. So anyway, I uh, I was wrestling there. Well, Blackjack come up to me and he said uh, I was supposed to go to South Africa. I had a tour set up over there and I can't go. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you want to go? And I said, Yeah, great. You know, so <laughs> he got me set up to go to South Africa. Gotcha. So I went over there and um, I went as uh, matter of fact, I had a black and red and white pair of checkerboard boots. Mm-hmm. that uh, Flair gave me. Uh-huh. And I wore them, and I went as Jack Darrell. Jack Darrell. That little Jack Darrell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and went over there, and it was just totally, uh, totally different from uh, what I was used to over here. You know, uh-huh. uh, you oh, know how sure. you the backdrop is a spot. Uh-huh. Over there, a backdrop was a finish. Wow. You hit a guy with a backdrop, you know, you topped him for the three count, and that was it. Yeah. And um, so I went over, and I, I stayed, uh, I think it was about two months. Mm-hmm. And they was wanting me to stay longer, but I'd done uh, committed to come back to Charlotte because I told mm-hmm. Ole I would be back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, that's something that I've always done, and, and Blackjack and Flair and them and instilled that in me. Uh, you give your word. Gotcha. Yeah. Do it. Do yeah. what you say you're going to do, regardless whether you like it or not. Work it out down the road. But if you say you're going to be someplace, be someplace. Right. And um, so I told them, and they were wanting me to stay. They was going to give me X amount of dollars more to stay. And I said, I can't. I then gave them a word. So I come back uh, to the United States. Well, I flew back in the States, and um, uh, me and Tim Horner had mm. a, um, an apartment in Charlotte. Because mm-hmm. Tim, he, he went with me when I, I left uh, Knoxville. Tim mm-hmm. come with me uh, to uh, up to Charlotte. Well, I get there and everything. I said, all right, I'm ready to go back to work. And Tim said, you ain't got a job. I said, what, what, what are you talking about? I ain't got a job. I said, I got a job. Only told me. As soon as I come back, come to the office, boom, boom, boom. He'll put me immediately back on, uh, you know. Yeah, on the card, and I, I'm working. I got a job, and he said, "But Ole ain't the booker no more. He got fired." Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, no! Yeah, I can't believe this. <laughs> so I go down there like a whoop pup to uh, Crockett's uh, office, and I go in there just looking around. I was hoping to see Ole, and uh, I believe it was Sandy Scott uh, told me, he "said Hey, kid, said if you're looking for Ole." said, he's on the bus someplace. He's out of here. I said, ah. I said well, what uh, What about me? I was supposed to come back. I left early over there. And he said, well, you're going to have to talk to the new, uh, new booker. And mm-hmm. I couldn't even get in to see him. Mm. And uh, I Who was, was fired. Dusty? Uh, I believe that was about the time Dusty was moving in. Uh, and uh, I mean, if you wasn't in that clique, then. Yeah. Yeah. George even told us that Adrian Adonis got turned away and he was just on WrestleMania the year before. So, yeah, yeah. I, I believe that yeah. sounds exactly right. That timeline, at least. Yeah. 
if you was kind of a threat to Dusty, if he thought, now I'm not saying that I, I was ever a threat. Right, right. Things. I mean, you know, Dusty's one of the greatest of all times, you know, he yeah. had the gift for gab. He, he was a showman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, uh, if you wasn't in that click, you wasn't getting very far. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and, um, uh, it's like, well, boom, this is over with. Well, it just happened to see Jake, Snake Roberts. Mm-hmm. And me and Jake, uh, we just hit it off from day one. Me and him were buddies, yeah. got along and all this kind of stuff. And he said, hey, man, I heard, I heard about you, you know, getting fired and all that kind of stuff. He said, come to my apartment. Uh, give me a time. Yeah. And, uh, and let's talk. And I said, okay. So I went to his apartment. Went in there. He said, "Hang on, let me get, a, let me make a phone call for you." Mm. And he said, "Let me call my dad, Grizzly, Grizzly Smith." Yeah. Grizzly was working uh, for Watts. He he was in the office uh, working for Watts, Bill Watts. Mm. And um, he got in there and he, he talked to his dad and all this kind of stuff. And uh, right there, within I guess it was thirty minutes, I had a job to head out to Mid South and. Tim Horner got a job going to Mid-South, so me and Tim hooked up, and boom, we went to, to Mid-South, and uh, we was living in, uh, uh, um, what is that town? Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Hell, I'm getting old, and I've been so many towns, they all run together. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I got there and got started, and we showed up to TV was doing that, and uh, uh, Jake heard uh, Bill Watts say, "That looks like a young Harley Race talking about me." <laughs> and I said, "Well, hell, I take that as a compliment, you know." Absolutely, one of yeah. the greatest of all yeah. times. And I said, "Yeah, maybe you know, right there's a tag team, Harley and his son. You know, I'll take it anything, mm-hmm. you know, get in." And uh, <laughs> so we had matches, and they put me and Tim out there. I was a heel, he was a baby, and. Uh, they put us on TV for, I think, a 10 minute, uh, 10 minute time limit, and we went mm-hmm. to draw. And we we did everything we possibly knew to do and watched, seen it, and liked it. Yeah. And then uh, that kept going and going. We kept going back to TV and all this kind of stuff. And then, next thing I know, I'd met Lenny. Uh-huh. Lenny was there. Lenny's walking around, had all, all the hardware there, was hanging off of him. Uh, and uh, he had tag belts, a heavyweight belt. I mean, he, he yeah. had everything. Right. And uh, then he started uh, dropping them to different people, DBIC and all these guys. Mm-hmm. And um, then Lenny come up to me and he said, you ever wore a mask? And I said, no, I've seen them, but I ain't <laughs> wore one. <laughs> and he said, uh, yeah. I said, come on in here. And uh, went in, had a meeting with Bill Watts. And uh, he wanted me to come out as a grappler, too. And Lenny told him at the beginning, he said, if you're going to put a mask on him, send him out there, beat his ass up, jerk the mask off, and kick him in the butt. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. So that's just, that'd be knocking the, the uh, grappler gimmick. Yeah. yeah. And he said, I'm not going to do it. He said, no, no. I said, I'm tagging you guys up. Y'all going to be uh, one of my tag teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, got on there, and then... Uh, Lenny helped me out tremendously. He yeah. uh, he he is uh, he has got a mind for wrestling that uh, I mean it's unbelievable. Really, and, uh, I never got to meet him. Yeah. Oh, he's a great guy. He's full. Oh, he's full of 
you know what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's Piss full of good guy. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, and he, uh, he, he's a good guy. I love him to death. He's my brother. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we talk every week. He, Do you? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We talk uh, one, at least once a week. Huh. And uh, he was living in Texas. Now he, he uh, moved uh, to Bolivar, Tennessee. Hmm. So uh, he's living there now. Now, next week, he's going to be back in Texas. You never know. <laughs> Oliver, Tennessee, I tell you, I had, it was one day after Memphis TV, before Nashville, we stopped in Bolivar, or had a show or something like that. That Maybe it wasn't Nashville. Yeah, we were, they've we had it. Yeah, we, they got the biggest baked like potatoes I ever eat in my life with chicken on it and shit. <laughs> that was Bolivar. I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> And yet you never gained no weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got it all. <laughs> oh, man. So, so Lynn yeah, but, uh, would it help you out tremendously, huh? Oh, it, it, uh, if it hadn't uh, been for him, I, I uh, would have probably never got as far as I got in wrestling. But really? see, I was, type, I was the type of person that uh, I listened to these older guys. Yeah. I'd go in and I'd seen uh, other younger guys. They tried to make buddies with them real quick. Boy, and they sat there and they was telling their big stories and all that. And you, <laughs> you could see the old timers looking at him like, this damn asshole. Yeah. Yeah. He don't know what's going on. Right. I'd keep my <laughs> mouth shut and listen. Right. And then I'd catch one of them alone after my match and uh, ask them, did you happen to see my match? And I, I've even gone as far as to ask them if they would watch my match and tell yeah. me what I'm doing wrong. I asked Flair that and then I looked back. Uh, he said, yeah, kid, I'll do it. And I sent him back there. He was watching uh, one of my matches mm -hmm. and Blackjack was out there with him. Watching. Mm -hmm. Come back, I got uh, schooled by both of them at two, two separate times. Mm -hmm. uh, Flair took me in. Hey, I said, you see it? And he said, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then when I left him, started walking off, uh, Blackjack he seen me and said, hey, come here, sit down, grab you a chair and sit down. I sat down, he schooled me. And I yeah. kept my mouth shut, and I just listened to these guys. Right. Yeah. I, would, I would watch the matches, listen to people, ask questions, mm -hmm. and then uh, I've seen some people ask questions. And then while they're, uh, you know, the guys that know what's going on were trying to tell you something, they'd be trying to interrupt them. Mm -hmm. It's like, you, you dumbass, you don't know that. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut and your ears open. And, and, right. and nowadays, I I've seen around some of these uh, spot shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh man, everybody on the card. I don't care how how old they are or anything like that. They oh, know yeah. everything. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. They know, <laughs> and they ain't got a clue about nothing. No. It's wonder how they can even find the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> So let me ask you this, man. Then you were also partners with somebody, Tom Burton. Now, when I broke into the business in like 89, 90, uh, 16 years old, I was I was around Tom quite a bit, worked him a few times and stuff. <laughs> Tell Bless me about Tom Burton, man. <laughs> I always I like Tom. Uh, I, I hung out with him and Candy sometimes, but Tom was a dick, man. He really was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom Burton. Now Candy, she was a sweetheart. Or yeah. always was. To me, she she was just a sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, Burton, he was one of them guys. Well, I know how to do that. Yeah. You know, you don't have to tell me, does it? 
Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you know, you've got to learn to do that. And they stuck him with me. Yeah. Why, you know, it, the Jarrett's and Lawler must have been pissed at me. I must have done something they didn't like or something. And they said, here, you get Tom Burton. <laughs> Thank you. All righty. Uh, just send me to brush him out. <laughs> send me to prison, please. Now, uh, you can get along. He got me pulled over. <laughs> Was there? He got me actually pulled over. We'd won the belt and we were coming back home. And, you know, some guys, you know, they had certain stuff in the vehicle, you know, right. liquid yeah. refreshments. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I was driving, going back. Well, he can't, he was sitting in the back seat, a state trooper sitting in the middle of the lane. Mm-hmm. He comes up over and blows a horn as we're passing that state trooper. <laughs> and you went, well, state trooper, okay, smart ass. Yeah. It's like, you sit back there and if you move, I said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Hold on. I said, Oh, you think you're funny? He said, it's out. I said, No, sir. I said, Is this idiot in the back seat? He said, I seen somebody raising up, coming over the front. I said, It was him. I said, We just won the tag, uh, tag team titles uh-huh. and excited. And he, he's, he's young. He, he, he don't know. I apologize. I'm sorry. It meant nothing towards you guys. And he said, Oh, so you're a wrestler. Oh, yeah. I watch that wrestling. And this was when uh, I was in, uh, we were in, um, going, uh, that'd be Alabama. Oh, that was uh, Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. There, I jumped ahead a little bit. This yeah. was in Alabama. And, uh, uh, the way I got out of the ticket, uh, was I promised, uh, four seats for them in the front row at Bountwell Auditorium. Oh. And I said, okay, we'll be in. I went out and my music kicked in and I went out boom, and there they sat. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, uh, he was just a handful. Uh, he, he tried to let on like, uh, you know, he had a good physique on him. He lifted weights yeah. and, and all this, but I mean, he wasn't all that big, right? But, you know. He thought, you know, he thought he was Andre or something. Right. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. the way he'd try to work and everything, he didn't want to take bumps. And I was like, hey, here I am bumping yeah. all over the place. And he's standing there <laughs> rocking. And sometimes he wouldn't even do that. And it's like, no. <laughs> you can't. And uh, two of the baby faces was holding him one time. And they had a girl come in and smack him. And he yep. tried to uh, hook her leg and make her fall and all that. Wouldn't sell that. <laughs> you don't do that in Memphis. Why'd you got to learn the territory. <laughs> this is howdy duty time here in Memphis, baby. <laughs> we got guys coming out monster masked. <laughs> you know, and uh, he, he was just real, real hard. And uh, they jumped on to him. Lawler jumped on on him one night and got on him pretty heavy. And Jerry really wasn't, you know, that voiceful as far as. Yeah. Getting real mad at you all the time, right. blah, 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 barking at you or anything. Well, this time yeah. I forget now exactly what he done. He done it. He jumped on it and all that. And he come back and honest, the old boy had tears coming down his face. And he, <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe you. I said, you can't believe me. I said, what? Well, I said, oh, what did I do? He mm. said, you didn't back me up. I said, buddy, I'll back, I'll back you up to your belly, bloody. But I said, there ain't no way that I'm going to back uh, anybody up if they're wrong. 
Yeah. And I said, you was dead wrong about whatever it was that happened. Uh-huh. And he went to crying, well, you were supposed to be partners. I said, we are partners. <laughs> but I said, you were wrong. And I ain't backing you when you're wrong, buddy. I said, that's just it. I said, that, they call that stupidity. Yeah. And I- I can really see kind of, I don't, I don't want to say that maybe y'all clashed or whatever, but y'all's personalities are a lot different. I, ca- I can't really see a good chemistry with you two. No, there, there wasn't, there wasn't <laughs> the, be- yeah. uh, the best chemistry that I had when I was tag Haven was, uh, with Lenny. Yeah. We, we, all we had to do was look at one another yes. and we knew what to yes. do next. People ask me that, and that's like me and Jamie had that. And I've never, Brian Lee and I had it a little bit, but not like me and Jamie had it where, the look is all you had to do. That's it. That's and, a pleasure, uh, isn't it? Oh, it is. And uh, when I got up to the feds, uh, you know, I, I was going around. You remember? Yeah. Uh, they'd come in there, and they'd sit in there for uh, 45 minutes to an hour. You sit and talk about about a 10-minute match. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> What's wrong with you bunch of idiots? <laughs> Just go in the ring and do it. I'll call the match, you know. Yeah. But oh no, 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 they didn't. I don't know. I don't call much now. I want to get my shit in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, got scared to death they weren't gonna get their stuff in. And people well, we only got ten minutes in a wrestling ring. Yeah. And you you know, yeah. uh ten minutes, that's quite a long period of time yeah i mean it just don't disappear like that you've got to you know stretch that thing a little bit or there you stand in the middle yeah. of the ring like the old dude and that's what a lot of them did because they'd hurry to get their stuff in yeah and then after they got their their stuff in it's like oh we we, we still got six minutes left you know <laughs> You jumped it. You jumped ahead there just a hair, but let, while we're uh, about days, uh, weeks, years. <laughs> oh, yeah, <I'm> <laughs> yeah. So I know Tracy. Some other guy. He hated the the whole uh, Freddie Joe Floyd and all that. And then that was the time when you went up and did the uh, TL Hopper. Did it? Yeah. Did you Did you take it as a, as a, as much of an insult as Tracy did? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see the difference between me and Tracy. Uh, Tracy had a tendency, he could be a hothead in, oh, yeah. in about 1.0 <laughs> seconds. Yes. He, he could just right. go off. Right. And it's like, Tracy, yeah. calm down, baby. Uh, <laughs> to which I knew why I was there. Yeah. I knew T.L. Now, who in the world, <laughs> of all the bookers in the whole wide world, yeah. that has been, that's here now, who's going to put the world uh, title on a plumber? Yeah, <laughs> you know that just don't make a lick of sense, <laughs> right? You know you uh, walking around with your turd plunger, and yeah. <laughs> and then okay, here's your heavyweight champion of the world, you know, it's like, and then uh, you hear uh, a toilet flush. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. That was yeah. my ring music. I don't know if you guys ever heard it or not. <laughs> no, but I when I'd come out, that was my ring music. A toilet yeah. flush. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs>
I mean, you went from this like badass, dirty white boy. I mean, I, I'm telling you, like I said, I've always thought you were a heel, but you were a badass heel. And you go from this badass and you even had a cool element to you, too. Yeah, it, it was like for local people like us that had seen you all our lives. It was just kind of heartbreaking, actually. <laughs> Yeah, for you and me both. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm I wouldn't. Sorry. I, I wouldn't sell the gimmick. I wouldn't yeah. sign yeah. over the uh, the white boy gimmick to Vince. Uh, I, I just wouldn't do it. And on top of that, I knew the way he was talking. Yeah, that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that it makes... wasn't going to happen. I was just I was just there to help the younger guys get over, which I was hurting at the time. Anyway, I had uh, you know. Health issues yeah. as far as my back, knee, right. neck, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I knew it wasn't going to be long. I yeah. didn't have a long period of time as far as keeping it up. So. Speaking of Tracy, I know, you know, we've all got great Tracy stories. If you hung out with him at all, there's great shit. Give me a good Tracy story, man. Oh, yeah. Tracy story. Uh, well, uh, we were up in... Uh, it was up. Uh, let me ask you this real quick. weren't Wasn't it? It was him and Tom that jumped out of the car to fight. What were you there? Or wasn't that a deal? Yeah. And then <laughs> we'll see. It started. That, that's a matter of fact. Story I was going to tell you. <laughs> we Good. started uh, in the town, and you know how how Pritchard is. Yeah. God knows that that boy knows how to run his mouth and irritate people. <laughs> and he's very good at it. Yes. <laughs> and Tracy, me and uh, God rest his soul, psycho. Thank you, Tracy. You know, those two stay around each other for any length of time. There's going to be sparks start flying. Well, yeah. we're we're out there. We have a battle roll. We get in there. And the next thing I know, I hit the ring. I'm starting to boom, boom, boom. I look over and here's Tracy and uh, Tom. They're sitting there locked up, choking one another. And I'm looking, I said, now that ain't good because that ain't work. Yeah, <laughs> said, we got a shoot going on. So I go over and I'm trying, I said, you can break it up, stop it. And Preacher said, get away from us, leave us alone. We, we, we got to do this. <laughs> and uh, Space, uh, Space, Tracy, <laughs> he, he looks at he looks at me, butt off. And I'm looking at snow. And I just get in between them and just more or less break them up. And then I, I uh, grab Richard and start taking him off. And they don't even take him off uh, someplace. And he said, no, no, I'm going back. It's no, you're out of here. So eliminate his butt and all this kind of stuff. And so we get in the car. We're leaving all that kind of stuff. And you see him. I have to, cars have to meet one another. What's the chance of that? Yeah. You know, you got this guy in this car and then this guy in this car. And all of a sudden they're right one right behind the other one. Pull over. Here we go out on the side of the road again. Like, My God, boy, please. <laughs> you know, you want to get, get a tire tool and just go out there and just beat them both after this. <laughs> you know, it's like, man, let this lie. Leave it alone. What was they mad at uh, each yeah. other about? Just working normal, normal. Uh, road yeah, road. yeah, and and run mouth. Tracy had a girl, and uh, 
I don't know if she was causing problems. Yeah. Tom might have said something or, or something. That like probably that went into the whole Tracy and Ricky thing too, probably. Well, the- no, it was uh, it was uh, Robert. Oh, Robert Gibson. It, it was uh, Hoot that uh, got into it with Tracy, and Tracy. He got mad at me. We were tacking champions <laughs> together. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going up there and I spoke to him and I was going to give him a ticket. I said, Hey, Tracy, how you doing, buddy? And he just kind of give me, you know, how Tracy give yeah. that look. Yeah. And I'm like, Thank you. Okay. <laughs> got a spur in your ass. So I go on up there and everything. I go out and I said, Well, I'll go on up there and uh, speak to him again. Like, hey, Tracy, how you doing, buddy? And Sandy Scott was standing there. He said, you don't need to fucking talk to me. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute here. Oh, brother, tag team champion duo here. I said, what the hell? What's wrong with you? He said, you know, that girl, with who, man, you rode with who? I said, yeah. I said, I'm living in Knoxville. He's living in Knoxville. Nobody else is. So we hooked up, got a car, and made the trip. Yeah. I said, that's it. Yeah, but that girl, I said, whoa, whoa, hold up right there, buddy. I ain't got nothing to do with that girl. I ain't, and I ain't got nothing to do with you and who, if you all mad at one another, y'all. But I said, don't be mad at me. I just getting a ride here. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, Tracy, oh, yeah. brother, I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I can't off. tell you how many times I've been cussed out on the phone one night and then the next day, oh, brother, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Loving on you, you know, hugging you. You know, I love you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's the reason now I love it's, you too. That's the reason I got a knife in my hand right now. <laughs> I will it's cut so your funny too because off me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny because I hear, like, you know, a lot of these younger guys, man, oh, Tracy Smothers, he helped me so much. And Tracy's such a nice guy. That's what, and Tracy is a nice guy. Tracy, they didn't see that other side that we saw sometimes. No, no, they they never seen the demon come out. Hell no. No, Punching the steering wheel and turning around in the backseat. Oh, yeah. Then then when he he gets in one of them moods and you're in the ring and you have to work him. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's that's a goodie right there, buddy. Hey, it's like, boy, I look forward to this. (laughs) let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors and we'll be right back with more live and in color with wolfie d This is Steve Bowtie Bryant here. Back in the 90s, I was a pro wrestling photographer for the South, and I released what might have been one of the original sets of indie trading cards. I ran across some of these original sets. They were up in Randall Fanning's attic all this time. PG-13 rookie card, Ricky Morton, George Weingroff as the Sheep, Chris Champion, Reno Riggins, Billy Montana, Gary Valiant, the Scorpion, the Medic, Rick Reynolds, Jeff Daniels, Mephisto and Dante, Ben Jordan, Steve Neely, Marcus Woodrow, Clinton Charisma, Little Farmer John. If you'd like an opportunity to get these cards, contact me now. You can get them for only $49.99. Contact me at Steve Bowtie Bryant at iCloud.com. Get your set now while supplies last. Support for Live and in Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. 
Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFIE at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. Well, speaking of Tracy, on May 3rd, 1993 in Council, Virginia, I saw you and him work together and and I was close to that little town. That was where my parents were from originally. And, you know, this was, you know, early on. And, and I mean, I've, I'd been to wrestling shows before this, but this was early on where you could, you know, kind of say things. And he was carrying that flag and you grabbed it and you, he turned around and called you a son of a bitch. And, and it, I, I tell nice, you. Well, I know, right? Wasn't that? I just thought that was very impolite. Anyway, but I tell you, just a small amount. You know, there's two places I still believe that believe in in pro wrestling is Columbia, Tennessee, and Council, Virginia, or in that area. And yeah. I tell you, you about had there was probably four to five hundred, maybe even six, seven hundred people in that building, and I believe they all hated you so much. I guess my one question is: is how does that feel to be hated by an entire building? And then just maybe what about working those little towns and, and how did you enjoy those? Oh, it was, uh, it was great. I mean, I'm getting honest, honest to God right now. I'm getting goosebumps. You you start talking about these little towns and how many people hated me and everything (laughs) and cussing me and all that. That was my cheers. Yeah. Yeah. You know that that's like when the rock and roll express come out, the house explodes, they cheer. I come out and it's a de- uh, uh, deaf and boo, you son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, those are my cheers and I get all yeah. pumped up over that. And then, yeah. plus, you got to keep your head on swivel because yeah. there's always uh, somebody that wants to try you right. or try to sucker punch you. And I've had knives pulled on me, guns pulled on me. Yeah. Uh, you know. All kinds of stuff. I've had uh, death threats from the clan. Mm. Uh, when I burnt that flag, yeah, uh, the night that me and Trace was in that chain match, and uh, uh, we were going to have it, Tracy come in there and was throwing up. I said, well, you sick? You eat something bad? He said, no, nah, brother, my nerves. I said, uh-huh. why? He said, I just got through talking to the clan. I said, be mm. careful. I said, they, they don't, told me, he said, Tracy, if you don't take care of it, Take care of the white boys, so we're going to take care of him after the match. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the, are you, I said, what? I said, you calm down. They ain't after you. <laughs> and I said, and on top of that, you're going to win tonight. He said, oh, brother, but you never know. I said, don't worry about it. I said, just settle down. Let's have the match. Yeah. Because, see, there's a certain point in time during a match. When you get the one, two, three, and the baby face wins, he comes straight up, throws them arms straight, straight in the air. The people explode. Yeah. You've got about 10 seconds mm. to get your big butt up and get out of there. Yeah. Well, so nobody will bother you going down that aisle or anything because they're too busy at that particular point in time cheering. Yeah. yeah. Because as soon as his hand, hit that last turnbuckle i had uh, uh the strap that chain i already had it uh unbuckled mm-hmm. and it's coming out and i just rolled out 
rolled out, hit the floor, went straight to the back, mm-hmm. straight in the back, picked up uh, my bag, my wrestling bag, reached yeah. in. I had my pistol in there, pulled that pistol out, went, got in the car and left. Never showered, never said kiss my ass or nothing <laughs> and left. But yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's a great feeling to, uh, that you know that you you're, you're doing the uh, what's right to make the people act like this. You you've got them right there in the palm of your hand. Yeah, yeah. That's Smoky awesome. Mountain Man was was awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed the times when we got to come up there and, and, and work with you guys. I want to ask you this. I, I've asked uh, Tom this and, and a few people that were involved. So. Smoky Mountain, you know, Ricky and Robert came to Memphis and Buddy and Tracy, and we did the whole, you know, Smoky Mountain invasion thing, which popped the Memphis territory. Do you think, and I really wish you would have got to come to Memphis more. I know you you were kind of one of the ones that stayed in Knoxville more than you you did the Memphis thing, even if, I don't remember, did you come to Memphis more than once during that time period? Oh, yeah, I, I was, uh, <laughs> I couldn't remember. But I mean, I'm talking about in the Smoky Mountain angle. Uh, oh, uh. Not uh, well. See, I left the Memphis territory to go to Smoky Mountain. Right. Okay. Okay. And I I'd had a, a, a long run in there then. Yeah. So it and almost. Then, uh, yeah, and Jared, uh, he said, "I think you're making a mistake. I don't. I don't think you ought to go. You need to stay here with with us." And well, I was one of the top heels there, so of course he's going to say that. Right. <laughs> but you know, money talks, and then plus. Uh, I'm from Knoxville. Right. So, you know, my whole career, I've been on the road all over the uh, country and all over the world and everything. Who wouldn't want to come home and work? Right. You know, and that's what I told him and everything. He said, well, there ain't nothing I can do about that. And I said, well, he said, I don't think it'll last. And I said, if it doesn't, uh, I hope I'm leaving on good enough graces to where uh, you'll you'll hire me back. He said, that's not a problem. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. he shook hands. Okay. And then boom, that's when I left and uh, came yeah. up here. So do you think though, like, uh, like I said, when, when, uh, Cornette had everybody come to Memphis and they did the invasion angle on us and it popped Memphis to keep us basically kept us in business in around 96 or whatever. Do you think if we would have done it there, cause we really didn't do the USWA come to Knoxville and we were the heels and beat the fuck out of y'all. Do you think it would have kept maybe Smoky Mountain business a while if we would have done that? Might have, uh, tell you the truth. I really don't know. Uh, what I believe is, is Jim Cornette is an excellent booker. Mm-hmm. He's a very smart man that uh, when he, when he's got his mind set on something, mm-hmm. it's going to do good. Mm-hmm. And we were doing real good and smoky while he had his mind completely focused on that. Yeah. But then when he, he started venturing out, he, he went to uh, WCW when watch was there he he went in and all that was taking his boy over his you know tom and uh, uh jimmy know, whatever yeah jimmy, jimmy. Uh, yeah and was taking them over there he was pushing in because they had better tv and all that well he his mind wasn't totally on uh smoky so yeah. things started dropping yeah and then as soon as he got pissed off over there and come back he put his full full train of thought and everything in on smoking and it jumped back up. Right? Yeah. Okay. And then when he wanted to go uh, to WWF and I don't blame him for that. 
Right. I, I, I hold no grudges or anything like that towards Jim. If I see him today, hey, buddy, shake his hand, give him a hug, the whole nine yards, because it's business. Right. You know, I might not like the business that you've done, but, you know, it's business. And who didn't want to go to uh, WWF? True, yeah. You know, so, yeah. and that's, to me, that's what I think uh, actually shut down. Uh, Do you think his focus, huh? Yeah, because uh, he was trying to uh, work and do angles and book and all that in two different places. Right. And Hard. I don't I don't care how good you are, you can't do it. Yeah. You've got to stay focused on one place and all that. And on top of that, he turned me babyface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, why would you turn on your number one heels babyface? Yeah, that never made sense to me, you know. No, and, and I didn't agree with it, but I mean, you know, it's the booker, he's the boss. What are you going to do? Right. It's either right. If you say, well, I yeah, can't go do that, <laughs> well, you're fired. Right. <laughs> either right. you do it or you're gone. Those are your yeah. choices. So, you yeah. Know. Yeah. No, but uh, G- Jim's got a good good mind for wrestling, and uh, he's got a gift for gab, that's for sure. And, yeah. Uh, but I honestly think that that's what happened. Now, that's just my opinion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. Tell me, tell me the story of if you were there. Uh, I've I've always heard this when Ron and Don uh, evidently got into it with the crowd, and there was like a football team. And I just remember hearing that Ron and Don went through the crowd, romping and stomping every son of a bitch in their way. Can you, you were you there for that? Harris, well, that, not that, right. That, <laughs> that, uh, that happened all the time. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean with. Uh, Ron and Don right there. Uh, it was Steve Harris. Steve Ron and Don Harris. Harris. The Harris boys. Oh, Harris. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was there. Matter of fact, I was in, in uh, the dressing room. Mm-hmm. And all this happened. And they was on the other side. Well, people started coming in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. And I was in there by myself. I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell? So I'm looking around. I, You know, <laughs> find me something. Get the hell out of here, and I run everybody out. And I'm like, thank God they bluffed easy. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, they, they was uh, a fight down there. Oh, they was going on. Uh, them Harris boys, about half crazy anyway. Yeah. And they, they, they were just pounding on people and all that. And, uh, uh, but that was a sight. Oh, yeah. And then you have to wait then an extra hour, hour and a half, almost two hours to get out of the building. Right. Oh, <laughs> you got a bunch of pissed off rednecks out there. Oh, yes, and, uh, sir. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay. So, obviously, like I said, I've seen you wrestle all my life, and, and I've always appreciated you. So, you you can clear me up on this. I think this was between you working TL and Cletus, okay? And this was around April of 97, I saw you wrestle, I believe it was a dark match for WCW Saturday night, and it was in Johnson City at Freedom Hall, and you, I'm not sure who you were working in, I apologize, and I actually could not find this, so if I'm wrong on this, please correct me, but there was a moment that you climbed to the top turnbuckle and actually fell off the turnbuckle, and and everybody just started laughing and stuff. And I said, y'all shut up. That's the dirty white boy. Are you idiots? <laughs> you know, I mean, I was kind of like coming to your behalf. And I know you, it, even if you meant to do it, it was a great spot because it got somewhat heat on it. But do you remember anything like that? 
Uh, I've got pushed off, knocked off, tripped myself. <laughs> okay, <laughs> off that okay. top rope so many times, it, it's hard it's to sure. remember just, just uh, <laughs> one particular one. I understand. Yeah, yeah. But this yeah, was, I, I've gone up there and just actually, and a lot of guys have just misstepped going through. Sure. Uh, you know, and it's like, oh, this ain't gonna be good. This ain't pretty. <laughs> 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 but I took offense to their laughter at that. I was just really angry about this. And my buddy, I remember my buddy well, I was. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, I'd known you as this romping, stomping badass. And then, so anyway, I, my buddies and I, we had worked our way up to the, to the, we had gotten some seats on the floor, but we were way back and we got up to ringside. And I'm like your tag team partner, basically, just across the, aisle there i was trying to kill people because i they were laughing i was like this is not cool y'all don't know who this is he can whoop <laughs> us all right now if you wanted to <laughs> but you played it off and again it almost me I, you know i was talking to wolfie about this and i was like i don't even know if he actually meant to do it he might have just meant to do it to make the you know something next work but anyway it was yeah i just always remember that because i you know again you're the, you're the well dirty i'm sure i did mean to do it <laughs> we'll say hope that, it wasn't right? one of them stupid mistakes about <laughs> getting me killed i'll never get oh you know they talk about you know athletes and wrestling and stuff like that and, and i've actually like trained some guys that were football players college football players and that don't mean shit man because you know it's it's timing it's footwork and it's stuff that they don't take into consideration and i never forget jeff gaylord you remember him oh, <laughs> mid-south mid coliseum what an athlete what a great physique you know this some bitch oh yeah the top rope in memphis and stands up puts his arms up in the air loses his balance and goes backwards to the floor oh my god <laughs> and it was not on purpose he that, just walking across the floor i mean you know. <laughs> Bless Bless heart. He, he did he, he was a big old guy good looking guy had a body from you know yeah boom he had it all yep and it's like ain't nothing between them ears <laughs> not nothing between them ears i'm telling yep. you let his heart he, he, you know, you know, he just got, I think he just got out of jail for robbing the banks or whatever. Uh, heard well, was, now I, I knew that he's a thief. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, cause I called him out, uh, in Evansville, Indiana. Oh yeah. I always, uh, uh, put my ponytail up mm -hmm. after the match or something like that, or uh -huh. come in the building and, you know, I had my hair and uh, a ponytail, what I got had left of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I took <laughs> it off, put it down laid it on top of my bag. Well, when I come uh, back after the match, I was going to get it because I was going to go sign some pictures and stuff. I looked for it, couldn't find it nowhere, looked up. He's got it. His <laughs> hair's in a ponytail and got that. And I said, hey, man, I said, what's up? <laughs> you just took, you come in, in, in my little dressing room here and, and took nothing. <laughs> what are you talking about? I yeah. said, the hair bread that you just stole out of my dressing room. Mm. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, and, and jerked it out and just throwed it down so that you can have that and turn and walked off. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> See, a man steals something like that, he'll take your bill for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he'll steal something that small, he'll take something bigger. So, yeah. Yeah. Evidently. Yeah, he, he, was, he was weird. <laughs> he, he was strange. He was a weird bird. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I was trying to figure out what planet he'd come from. But, uh, <laughs> he, uh, no, but he, he had a, a, a wonderful body. I mean, he yeah. worked out hard and, and trained hard and all that, but he just didn't have the mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. Some bitch punched me so hard in the mouth one time, man. It, it, my jaw was like, I don't know if it dislocated or what, but I really couldn't close <laughs> my jaw all the way, and it was crooked, and it hurt to eat for like a week. <laughs> and this yeah. was just, that was just working punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Man. <laughs> Finish this. very well about that. <laughs> yeah. Finish this lyric for me, Tony. Wish yeah. that I was on old. Rocky Top, baby. <laughs> so yes, you were the and I, I see you wearing the the tee and the, and all the time. But you're actually one of the guys who can legitimately wear that color. And tell us a little bit about your time there. Oh, okay. Uh, well, actually, right now I've got a, a big orange uh, golf shirt on, and it's got <laughs> Tennessee with the uh, big white tee on it right now as we speak. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I am of all for life. Uh, I played under uh, uh, Johnny Majors at yes. the University of Tennessee, and uh, it was one of the greatest honors and one of the greatest times I've ever had. I was a freshman, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it it was just absolutely, I mean, it was great. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's just hard to put it all into words uh like I said, I'm a ball for life, and I, I went yeah. in as a freshman. I walked on, made the team, yeah. and that you don't hear that a lot. No, so I don't. I, I'm proud of, of myself for that accomplishment that I made the team. I mean, uh, I come in, and when you, you first get there and everything, trying to get on the team and all this, they give you a white helmet mm-hmm. with your name taped across the front of it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody else, all, all the big big boys, they got big orange teeth and all that. And you look at them like, you shut up, stupid. And then one day I, co- I come in for practice, come walking in, and I looked in, uh, in my locker, and I was like, I just, I just dropped everything. My head went down, and uh, Robert Shaw, uh, he was a, uh, he was a center. Starting mm-hmm. center, he played for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he come up and he said, "Hey, buddy, so what are you looking down about, man? I said, What's wrong?" I said, "I ain't got no helmet." <laughs> <laughs> and just put my head back down. He said, "What? I ain't got no helmet." <laughs> and he said, "I said, they, they man can't play football without a helmet. I guess this is their way of saying see you." He looked at me and he said, come on, let's go up to the cage. And uh, I'll walk you up there. And, buddy, I mean, I, I was low as anybody could possibly get. I mean, that's, my whole world was over with. Might as well yeah. take me out like an old horse with a broke leg and shoot me. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I went up there and I said, this guy ain't got no helmet. And he looked, guy looked at me and he, he looked back at Sean and kind of grinned. And I'm like, yeah, you think it's funny. Right. And uh, he said, what's your name? I said, Anthony. He said, no, well, I don't know. Oh, wait a second. And reached down underneath and come up. And when he set that helmet up there, it had uh, big orange stripes down the top top mm. of it and two big orange tees on each side. Mm. And I like to piss all over myself. I mean, that's one of the most proudest day that I, I ever had in my entire life. What position yeah. did you play? Center. 
I oh, didn't yeah. know this about you. You're you're good, Jimmy. I try. <laughs> I did not know this. <laughs> yeah. And so, what did you just play your freshman year and then start wrestling? Or yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. I uh, played freshman year and right at the end of it, uh, a buddy of mine that I uh, played high school football with, mm-hmm. uh, he come up to the house and uh, he come bouncing in there. Hey, hey, done. Look here, and he had a championship wrestling belt on. Mm. I looked at it and I said, where'd you buy that? He said, I won it. <laughs> I said, what? He said, I won it. And I said, you won that. Wrestling. <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm a professional wrestler. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, okay. <laughs> and I thought, boy, I was looking. I said, you know something? I said, I know I can whip you. <laughs> so if I can whip you, then I can whip somebody else and I can get me one of them things. <laughs> well, Rick Connor, that's how I got with Rick Connors. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And uh, I went and talked to him and all that and got hooked up with that. And that's when my dream, I made one of my dreams. I got to uh, play football for the University of Tennessee volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. And then my dream, other dream come right behind it. And yeah. I, I got into wrestling. I, I quit college like a dummy, uh, <laughs> quit college and then uh, started wrestling. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that. That's, that's pretty awesome. And I'm going to ask you a question here. Cause I know we're, we're running on time here. Uh, I hate it when people ask me this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway, <laughs> what do you have a favorite match of yours? Like, what is your match where you go? That was probably the best I've ever done in the ring or whatever. Uh, I know that's a hard question for me. It is anyway, cause I had a bunch of different reasons. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, the angle I did with uh, Tom Pritchard. Oh uh, yeah! Oh yeah! That, that, yeah. that was uh, that, that was great. We can I that speak? Can I speak to Tom? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, uh, I would say that. Uh, but I, I've I've been in in the ring with so many uh, yeah different superstars, right? Uh, and had great matches with them. You know, I've wrestled Flair here yeah. in Knoxville uh, for the world title. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and that, that's when, uh, Flair and, uh, Blackjack had the, uh, they owned the place. Yeah. They yeah. owned it and all that. And I, I got that. Of course I got beat, figured forward and, and all that, but he made me look like a million dollars. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 And, and then, uh, I, I'm, you know, there's just been so it, it's hard. I, I would have to say that and with uh, Pritchard, that angle we did, uh, I'd have to say that's so, so the angle kind of made the matches even better. Um, so I guess the yeah, next they were be, brutal matches, right? Yeah, right. they were absolutely brutal matches. Brutal works and, of art. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. It's me telling an ass whooping. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Because it was, we laid everything in and uh, yeah. I gimmicked up uh, some beer bottles <laughs> when I busted him in the head with it and they took him right. off an ambulance. Yeah. And, uh, so it was, so I'd have to say that, that error and when we were doing that. Who who do you think the best worker you've been in the ring with? Who Who's somebody that you just went, man, that motherfucker's good after you left the ring, you know? Beautiful Bobby. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful Bobby. Yeah. If he could have talked on the microphone, oh, yeah. they'd have put the world belt on him. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how, how good that he was. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I tell them, I tell Flair then in. Well, they'll even tell you that. Right. Yeah, I'll say it. Flair says it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because uh, he, he was, and, and just, it just amazing. Uh, he looked like he took your head off and just barely touched. <laughs> but now, <laughs> if, if things gotten bad out there with fans and stuff, he could go. Yeah. He could so go fair. big time. He, he looked like a sleeper, but then the next thing you know, somebody woke that bear up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'd take somebody's head off in a heartbeat. And what an awesome human being he was, man. I talk about Bobby oh, a lot because he was good with my kids and things like that. He was a great person, man. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah. what else you got, man? Yeah, I just, you know, love Bobby, too. That's so great that you said that. He's amazing. So I just wanted to ask you real quick about, you know, working with Lawler. You know, a lot of our listeners are Memphis fans, obviously, Wolfie PG-13 and stuff. And, you know, Lawler to them and, and to us is the GOAT, you know. I mean, talk about working Lawler. Do, do you have uh, oh, anything? Working with, Jerry, working with Jerry was a night off. Yeah. I mean, that's how smooth he is. That's see, he's one of the people that I were ta- was talking about. Uh, it, it was a pleasure. Yeah, it was absolutely a, pl- a pleasure to get to work with him. Uh, when you had that match, you knew, hey, I'm going to have a good match. Yeah, there ain't no ifs ands buts about it. You know, you get two capable people here, and you know he he's just you know he he's the king. So it was easy, and it, it was great, absolutely great. Yeah, Jerry. What do you think about his punch? punch? <laughs> his punch? Yeah. How do you think? You one, you know, uh, the, the the shoot or the work? He's working punches. Yeah, yeah. He's got a uh, great punch. Yeah, yeah. And then, we, but uh, he's also got to have it. And I, I got him one time. When you throw a punch on him, he'll slap, slap you in the ribs. Yeah, slap yeah. them ribs. And I got it. Uh, we was in there one time. Yeah. And I was like, quit that. And he's just going on, kind of grinning and all that. And I got him in there. He's making that big come. I said, big punch, boy. He grabbed back and comes that big. One. And I was coming up from the floor with it. And I caught him right in the left hand side of his ribs. But it sounded like a 38 went off. Yes. And bow, and he went, no, no. And he just, he sold it. Yeah. <laughs> I was walking off the other way. And I was like, yeah. Now you know yes. what we're all going through. Yes. <laughs> I hated that. Doug used to do that all the time. Doug Gilbert would do that. I hated it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I hate Bill Dundee. quit that. <laughs> Bill Dundee. <laughs> we were having a match. <laughs> Bill, Bill brought a damn, and I didn't know it, okay? It was me and Bill. And I didn't know he brought it, but he had a rubber band that he brought to the ring with him and he'd tell me to put him in a headlock. And when he, when he'd get in the headlock, he'd pull that rubber band out and he'd pop it on my, my ribs right there in that same spot. And I was a heel. Yeah. And I let go of him and sell it. Cause it really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he just kept doing it. He was messing with me. I didn't know what it was at first. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny, but yeah, that's a, such a sensitive spot. I hate it when people hit me in there. I know. But it, it was it, it, it looked good when Lawler did it, and, you, and the people never saw it. You see everybody now doing the thigh slap for every fucking punch, every fucking kick, every fucking everything. I can't stand it. But Lawler would do it in a way where, you know, it was you punching him, and he's getting the sound, and nobody ever caught on to that. I mean, Yeah, and it looked like he, he was trying to push you off of him. Yeah. Right, or right. something like that. Yeah. You, you never noticed it, or if you did, it looked like, you know, he was just trying to push to get away. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's, yeah, he, that's genius. Yeah. Really. Very remarkable man. 
Yep, absolutely. Man, is there anything that you want to say to the fans or anything like that before we wrap it up? Well, I'd just like to say uh, to all the wrestling fans, I really appreciate the many, many years that they've uh, booed me, cheered me, and everything. And if it wasn't for the wrestling fan, there would be no Dirty White Boy. Yep. So for that, I thank them very, very much. I love each and every one of them, and thank you all. Yeah, man. Thank you. We appreciate you coming on for us, man. I know I do. I know Jimmy does. And and, and just I want to say this, and if I've never said it before, I honestly uh, respect the shit out of you. And I appreciate, I appreciate uh, the, the work that we did together. The few times we got to be in the ring together, it was a pleasure and an honor to work with you. Uh, and I thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you. Words like that. I need to take you around with me. <laughs> Introduce me. <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Just, just ask Wolfie how good I am. Yeah. That's it. You don't believe me? Here. Wolfie, get up here. <laughs> Come here, Wolfie. Tell him. Tell him how good I am. Hey, and I'll cheer uh, for you when you fall it. down, man. Come on. Hey, well, hey. I'm right there. You can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> he took up for you when his friends were laughing at you, man. I just there couldn't stand it. It burned me up, man. Could All not stand right. it. So, man, again, it's been a pleasure catching up with you, man. Uh, I hope everything's going well for you. And, uh, man, uh, maybe we can have you back again sometime for sure. I'll keep in contact with you and just uh, say hi every once in a while. How's that? There you go. Sounds All right. Me, well, when we come back after this break, Jimmy, are we doing Ask Wolfie Anything? Yeah, we're going to have a little Ask Wolfie Anything, Dirty All White right. Boy. You well, know, that's could be some trouble. trouble. <laughs> yeah, ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be back. Thank you again, Tony Anthony, Dirty White Boy, Grappler, TL Hopper, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I just call him a, a good guy and a great worker. Yeah, thank you, buddy. All right, y'all, we'll be back. Thank you, oh, Tony. That's great. Uh, all right. I appreciate Thank you, man. Hey, not a problem. All Enjoy right, dude. It. Great talking to you guys. Appreciate you, fellas. Take all care. Right, Thank Thanks. you, buddy. Yes, sir. All right. Bye-bye. DJ, hit the music. All right, we are back with Ask Wolfie D anything, and man, oh man, is Tony Anthony the dirty white boy cool? Yeah, man. I yeah, told you that a long time ago. I mean, you <laughs> you did, you have, and we've talked about it before, and it's just never lined up. When we had Henry yeah. Godwin on, we were talking about it at that point, and he's just one of those guys that is one of those elusive dudes. He does not do a lot of interviews, yeah. and man, just a he's great. He's just guy. living life, man. He's just living life. Happy living life there in yep. Knoxville, you know, dodging potholes probably, and yeah. <laughs> for sure for sure anybody We'd that's driven through though. yeah we definitely do anybody that's driven through knoxville knows there's a pothole or two around that town so <laughs> god love them but yeah proud tennessee vol so yeah, yeah man good research it, Oh, I try, brother. Thank you. That was a nice little nod you gave me there. I appreciate that. Well, so as usual, the listeners have always given us some great questions, and I've got three great ones today, so I'm stoked about hearing what your thoughts are on these. So our very first one, and I've, I've heard you answer this somewhat, but, you know, hey, Ben Martin's asking, so Ben Martin wants an answer. So Ben Martin from Facebook, the Intelligentsia, he asks, have you ever booked 
or have you been asked to book a show? Uh, as far as, I mean, I've been a, I was heavily involved with AWA, Acadian Wrestling Association. Um, that's, I was real heavy involved in, in everything in that. Chase had the final say so, and, and, and what's her name? Uh, uh, the bail bonds lady. Grumpy bail bonds. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, I, I had a lot. And that was a, one of the things kind of me and Chase had a little falling out at the end of that. Um, just over business, really. And yeah, no personal differences of opinion, but it was stupid. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I pretty much did that one. Uh, I had a little bit of say so on the talent, but more, more over just the what direction we were going with everything. Uh, I mean, USWA, man, me and, uh, me, Jamie, Tommy, Doug, you know, whoever we were working with at that time, uh, yeah. everybody had a little input. Right uh, on stuff, but as far as just outright booking a show, a lot of the independent stuff they'll allow me to book my own stuff or did you know when I was pretty active, you know, book my own angles and things like that. So a lot of stuff you see when you see me is uh, probably a lot of my concept, or yeah. at least I got to say so in it. Right, I know that I remember one of the things that I always thought was entertaining, at least, was your sometimes frustration <laughs> with, with the lack of listening to your ideas. But yeah. you know, some guys are just like, "Well, I've got you where I want you, and I definitely don't need to hear what you want to say." You know, right. some. So we'll we'll go with that. We won't name names, but long story short, I can imagine that that's sometimes frustrating. But so as as officially that speaking though, no one has ever. Ever said, Wolfie, you are the 100% booker. Uh, not really, not in so many words, though, I guess. I mean, would that be something you would like to do even maybe now? I would do it, but there's probably uh, no one locally that's going to pay me to do it. Yeah, of that's course. Of yeah. the budget, how they are. You know? Right, right. They, they try to you know leave that to either the guys that are working their matches or even the guys that's promoting, and then yeah. they can save the money on a booker. They never but, say never. Never say Somebody never. Yeah, came, came across me with a ring and say, hey, you know, help us out with this. I'd be willing to do that. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be great. Somebody it's do been that. A while. Yeah. Hey, I know one of our listeners has got to be a money mark, so y'all holler at Wolfie. <laughs> we'll make it happen. But anyway, yeah, that's a good question, Ben. Thank you. Well, Ben's got one more that I actually i am just interested to hear about. So if you ever had any interaction or any funny stories about Ronnie P. Gossett? If I ever met Ronnie P. Gossett, it was once or twice very quickly. Um, I do not. He was before my time, really. Yeah. I think he had, he probably came to a show or something, you know, and I knew who he was, you know, hello, hello. And I don't, it seems like I remember that, like maybe a verbal exchange with him, but I think I only met him once or twice with that. Yeah. Well, Ben included a story with this and I'm, I'm wanting to read this off here. So <laughs> he heard a story about this was he sold this woman Louisville. So I think that was the town might be wrong. Rights of that particular city from Nick Goulas for an unknown sum of money. And of course, slips off before she can find out she's been conned. So apparently the woman finally found the phone number to the main office in Nashville and calls Goulas raising hell while she hasn't seen any money on the town yet. Goulas asks who she bought it from and she gives the fake name Gossett used. And Goulas tells her she better find a good lawler because she's been conned and doesn't owe Lawler? Any- 
A Jerry Lawler? <laughs> she better find a good lawyer. <laughs> you because, say Lawler. I, I know, bro. I do that all the time. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> she better find a good lawyer because she's been conned and doesn't own anything. Slams the phone down and yells, that GD gossip. Yeah. And it just. I don't you know. know. If I've heard that, I don't recall it, man. But I mean, from what I understand, that's not a far fetch. But that would be a Ask Randy Hales anything. Sure. <laughs> no. Yeah, sure. Well, on the phone, we got Randy Hales. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's interesting. I, we need to ask Randy about Ronnie anyway. That would be funny. So, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Now, okay, this next one is from listener Freshy Johnson. Freshy's been throwing out some good stuff. Definitely a great supporter of the show, Freshy. Thank you for listening, as always. So this one's interesting because it's kind of timely as far as a lot of the woodwork you've been doing lately. So he says, thoughts on the movie Detroit Rock City? It's been forever since I've seen it, man. Uh, I think my reaction is it was okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I dug it, man. It was fun. And, and I mean, I don't, like I say, I can't, it's been a long time since I've seen that, man. But I don't, I wasn't blown away by it. Uh, yeah. If I recall correctly, there wasn't a lot of actual kiss in there, right? No, it wasn't. It was yeah. more like the adventure to the kiss, you know, so. I'd yeah. give anything if they would redo Kiss Meets the Phantom, whether it be in CGI form or, uh, I mean, cool new uh you know, not not Gene and them doing it, but live action with, you know, the characters, not necessarily the person. Yeah, dude, if they got the like characters, we could be really cool with the technology that is available today. And right they, now with the writers and actors on strike would be the perfect opportunity to make this movie. Really? We call Torbor and the and the kiss guy. Yeah, you got to get Dale in the movie, get some guys in there. But yeah, think about the A-list actors that could be in that. That would be great, man. Playing Gene, playing Paul, playing Ace. That would be amazing. So, well, anyway, I liked the movie. It kind of reminded me, it was like... You know, it could have been like a sister movie to Dazed and Confused, kind of, you know, definitely had kind of, you could definitely see that it was trying a little bit for that vibe. But I, I did really enjoy the movie, obviously, being a Kiss fan that I am. But so also, what's your favorite Kiss songs? And then the, he asked, what's mine as well? So he loves Strutter and Made for Loving You. So what are yours, Wolfie? I, I like Strutter, uh, but I think God of Thunder and War Machine. I really like. I really like War Machine. Oh, bro. Um, yeah. I think that was like a sleeper because it didn't get a lot of radio play. But I was like, yeah, that's, and that was like a. That's a wrestling entrance, man, in the 80s right there. I think Bam Bam used that, didn't he? Lord Humongous did too. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Eric Carr on drums. City, I really love. Detroit Rock City. Yeah. Yeah. But that opening riff, I love that. And the, and because you can see them doing the, you know, the three-way head down, head down, head up, head down, you know, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All in yeah. Okay. So here are mine, and you're gonna rip, rip me. I wasn't for, finished. But go okay, ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. No. Go, no finish. No, no finish. No, I don't want to. Okay. All right. So he asked, what's mine as well? So I love Strutter. I love Made for Loving You. Those are great songs. But mine are definitely War Machine. Dude, great song. Very Sabbathy, but also So Kiss itself, you know, just a great song. Eric Carr on drums, like I said. You know, Calling Dr. Love is one of my favorites. Yeah. It's just, I love the vibe and feel of the song. Mm-hmm. One of my old time favorites of the, you know, just like classics is Cold Gin, man. Yes. Yes, yeah, love that song. That's one of mine as well. As well as, and you might not love the, it's their like I hate Beth. Beth is the worst Kiss song to me. Garbage, uh, quite possibly because right. just 
cat, a dude painted up like a, a grown man with a cat face singing love songs is weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I can't get into it. I get it. It's wrong, but I don't know. But um, I still love you. Yeah. I love that. I love that one. I still love you off the Creatures of the Night album. Uh, and Creatures of the Night is good too. It is. Song. It is. Parasite, though, is one that's older and underrated. Great riff. Great riff. Love that. Ace. Yeah. He's the man. He's the man. Yeah. I mean, I love Gene as a bass player. And y'all, Gene is a great bass player. I'll argue that with anybody. But when it comes down to it, Gene and Ace, I mean, I love those guys. Paul's the rock star, you know, but Ace is also the rock star, you know. I will often say, you know, that even though they are rated very highly, and I still think they're somewhat underrated by the music snobs. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they don't get the props that they deserve. They were like mm-hmm. OG stadium arena rock, you know? And yeah. uh, Anyway, man, but my, this is, you're going to rib me for this one because everybody <laughs> else does. Okay. But it means so much to me nostalgically, okay, is forever. Man, it's forever. Dude. Yeah, that's kind of corny too. <laughs> slow dance, slow dancing at my like seventh I grade guess, dance. I feel like tears are falling too. It's great, but I mean, dude, forever to me is honestly super nostalgically really just means a lot to me. So randomly, if I'm in the grocery store and I hear it, I'll pop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never like <laughs> something I'm going to pick out and listen to and just sit there and like go back in time. But forever has good memories for me. So, hey, you know, and I just thought of this, you know, I said Beth and Peter Chris and all that and how I hated it. But then again, what is, isn't it uh, on Gene Simmons' solo? Doesn't he sing like When You Wish Upon a Star or something? Like yes, that? yes. Now, that's pretty fucking bad, too. The demon singing in When You Wish Upon a Star. Yeah, that's, I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't know what he was going for there. I personally think Ace's solo record was the best. So, yeah. Yeah. But, but, well, <laughs> what were they thinking? That writing some of the songs and things. It's like they didn't do drugs except for uh, Peter and Ace. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Simmons is like, this is a great idea. I'm going to sing. (laughs) When you wish upon upon a star. (laughs) People will love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, bro. What about that movie he did with Tom Selleck? Do you remember that? What was that? like? Robot Spiders running away or something like that. Yeah, dude. I thought that was pretty good, man. I thought he could have been a great. Yeah, it wasn't bad. He could have been a great villain, man. Just had that short hair in it. Because that was that period. When they when they went through that little phase where they dressed, they all cut their hair off and yep. still yep. had the makeup, but looked really awkward. Yeah, it did, man. Okay, well, let me ask you this: since you're talking about his hair, is Gene bald? Does he wear a wig? I don't have any idea. I would imagine he's kind of got that Donald Trump thing happening, but just not as floofy out. I mean, it's floofy. They're both floofy, but what I mean is, you know, Don's his flies in the air and shit. Gene's right. stays put like a fucking Darth Vader helmet. Yeah, it is like a Darth Vader helmet. <laughs> I mean, he's still the coolest dude in the room, but when it comes yeah. to it, man, he's also a businessman. You know, he's, oh, yeah. he's I do see some some similarities with him and Trump, actually. But, you know, both yeah. massive billionaires that, you know, have high opinions. But anyway, we'll uh, leave that for another conversation. But I, I definitely I, th- I appreciate the question, Freshie, because, you know, and now I'm going to get ribbed forever for like in, or I'm going to get ribbed, ribbed forever. forever for liking like forever. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, man. Never, amen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pulling out a little Randy Travis there. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, that is all I got for the Ask Wolfie D anything today, brother. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, great show. Uh, again, thanks for listening. And uh, I want to I want to plug my my artwork, man. That's time trying to make some dollars at the moment. So anybody contact me on social media if you want any custom uh, woodworking or drawings or paintings or whatever. Uh, hit me up. Yeah, absolutely. Incredible stuff. He's got it on some of it on eBay, but he will absolutely do commission work too. So yeah. just look him up on Facebook or come through any of our podcast social media pages at Live Wolfie D. You DM us, I'll get you directly in touch with him if you're not talking to him already. So yeah. anyway, for sure, take us out, brother. We're done. All right. You guys tune in next week. I got something in the works. This one pops off. It's going to be really, really good. It's always really good, but this will be really, really good if I make Little. this happen. So tune in next week and find out who the guest is going to be. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this team does it all, and all they ask is, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Hey everyone, this is Shane from Insane Shane's World. I release wrestling figures of enhancement talent, mid-card wrestlers, and wrestlers that you never thought would have a figure available. So if you are interested in adding a really cool and rare figure to your collection, then don't hesitate to contact me at shamtheman73 at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-M, the man, 73 at gmail.com. You can also join my Facebook group. Just search Insane Shane's World. This is the big picture, Michael Jablonski. Don't forget to tune in every week to Jablonski's Pissed Off on the Mike Jablonski's Pissed Off YouTube channel. The He's gonna tell you all about it. He doesn't care what you think. You're gonna hear all about it. Mike Jablonski. Mike Jablonski. Mike Jablonski. Mike Jablonski.
So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cap for you don't. He got a cap for you don't. I got a cap for you don't. He got a cap for you don't. He got a cap And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color, don't rush your mother, utilize a hubcap, I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G, plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times, tired of suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Laid low for a while when you thought I was free. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one or later. Not here to play games, so you better beware. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Like time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you want to get dropped. When I'm finished, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Then I'm driving it home with Spooky D, baby. Huh. I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.